Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast with Ehsan Komen, Head of Commodities, ESG and Emerging Markets Research MIA. It's Friday 9th February 2024 and in this week's podcast with Ehsan, we discuss global taxonomies. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Essan. Great to speak to you today. How are you? Well, Nazina, and you? I'm doing great, thank you. So, Essan, the role of regulation is increasingly moving top of mind in the sphere of ESG. In this context, taxonomies which define which economic activities can be considered green is critical for corporates and investors to comprehend their operating landscape. Yet no two taxonomies are the same. Can you explain what the key challenges are? Thanks, Nesnina. So yes, under green taxonomies, governments set out which economic activities they deem to be green. Now, such classifications usually do not explicitly classify a sector to be green, but instead set conditions under which certain activities can claim to be environmentally sustainable. Now, a science-based taxonomy, if explicit enough, allows companies and investors to assess their exposure to activities aligned with the low-carbon transition. Now, with some 41 markets having created legislation for a taxonomy defining which economic activities can be considered green, 18 have been fully implemented, but no two are the same as Nina, fueling somewhat confusion for investors and corporates who are pushing for greater standardization. And so this surge of green classifications over the past few years, leaving financial organizations and corporations with the difficult task, in essence, of identifying the similarities and discrepancies between them. But they are not actually incentivized to apply a report against them, since only the EU regime is currently mandatory. And there's neither for us, nowhere is this lack of alignment more stark than with the status of natural gas-related activities, which is an essential piece of the energy transition. Now, while taxonomies developed by, say, Mexico do not consider natural gas as green under any circumstances, the EU, Russia, ASEAN countries and China include natural gas for electricity, heating or cooling as green. Now, importantly, even when countries do not consider a technology as potentially green, their criteria to prove it so differs greatly depending on the jurisdiction. Now, taxonomies offer a way to define projects that green debt can finance, for example, but investors, corporations and banks must understand the nuances of the classification and see how it compares to others to be able to navigate the different markets. So all in, Nina, while publishing taxonomy is a key foundational step to building a robust sustainable finance market, having too many could become counterproductive in a sense, as financial institutions and corporations have to stay on top of which activities are accepted, where and under which conditions. And besides, with corporates generally choosing to align only with mandatory frameworks, this does raise questions over the utility of the continued proliferation of voluntary taxonomies. 
And with this context in mind, are there any active efforts to promote convergence between the different green classifications globally to ensure both standardization and adequate adoption? Great point, Nina. So we believe that markets globally will need to make an active effort to promote that convergence between the different green classifications. But that, in essence, won't be enough to ensure adoption in our view. Now, indeed, policymakers will need to consider the decision of making taxonomy reporting mandatory in their jurisdictions. Now, some markets have worked on developing equivalence analysis between taxonomies, such as the EU and China's common ground taxonomy. And while it is not a taxonomy per se, it shows investors and corporations how the Chinese Green Bond Project list, which is being considered the region's taxonomy, interacts with the EU framework. Now, it does lay out the similarities and discrepancies between the two classifications, and indeed does allow organizations to navigate the frameworks better. Recently, Nasdina, the Working Group on Sustainable Finance Taxonomies for Latin America and the Caribbean published the Common Framework of Sustainable Finance Taxonomies for Latin America and the Caribbean, that is the LAC. Now, this is not a common taxonomy, but it does provide guidance for the operability of green non-climatures within the region and globally. Now, Nasdina, operating uh, and promoting the operability does require the different taxonomies to be based on similar guiding principles. And this includes having common structural elements such as objectives, things like classification systems for sectors and activities that are comparable and are also similar in approaches and methodologies used for defining eligibility. And the guidance established by the working group does ensure that the taxonomies are based on science, but also reinforces alignment between the different classifications. And so with all of this in context, the question becomes whether taxonomy reporting will become mandatory as frameworks for green bond standards. Now, whilst granted, mandatory disclosures can initially be seen as a heavy lift for corporations, it does bring powerful insights about companies' transitions to lenders investors and insurers. Now, whilst taxonomies are science-based, those that are reporting against them does allow governments and policymakers to assess how the ecosystem is aligned with the market's transition goal. And additionally, in our view, it does allow legislators to use the taxonomy to build sustainable finance policy off the back of it. So all in, there's Nina, green taxonomies are burgeoning, but still lack that gravitas to meaningfully offer the standardization that investors and corporates are indeed craving at the current juncture. The good news is, of course, that convergence is rising and now the challenge remains of ensuring the adoption across the various parts of the ecosystem. Thank you for that discussion, Essan. We look forward to speaking to you again next time. Thanks, Nazina. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this MUFG Global Markets Podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and contact your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.